These stories were originally aired on WSUM's daily newscasts at 5 and 6 p.m. Tune in at 91.7 FM Madison or stream worldwide at WSUM.org. This is the News at 6 on 91.7 FM WSUM, streaming live on WSUM.org. Here's your 6 o'clock news update. Good Tuesday evening, Madison. You're listening to the 6 o'clock news update on WSUM 91.7 FM Madison Student Radio. I'm Lexi Svevacek. In state news, Wisconsin's Attorney General joins a lawsuit against Meta. Here's Oliver Gerhardt's with the story. Tuesday, Wisconsin Attorney General Josh Call announced he would be joining a suit against Facebook parent company Meta. Call joins a coalition of 42 other attorneys general in suing Meta across federal and state courts. The suits follow the U.S. Surgeon General's declaration of a youth mental health crisis brought on by the societal pressures of social media. The suits claim that Meta violated COPPA, the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act, by harming the health of young people nationwide. The U.S. District Court for the Northern District of California claims that Meta misled the public about the extent of the psychological harm caused by its social media platforms, Instagram and Facebook. For WSUM News, I'm Oliver Gearhars. Thanks, Oliver. In international news, the death toll in Gaza rises over 5,000 as a result of Israel's continued bombing. Here's Tidriana Antri with the story. Over 2,000 children have been killed in the Gaza Strip by Israel's bombing campaign, according to CNN. The campaign is in response to an attack on Israel from a militant group named Hamas. The attack took place on October 7th. 1,400 people were killed and over 200 taken captive by the group. Following this attack, Israel began attacking the small strip of land that houses over 2 million Palestinians. The Gaza Strip is one of the most densely populated areas in the world. Israel has been bombing Gaza for 17 days now, resulting in a death toll of 5,087 people. 2,055 of them were children. In addition, 27 people have been killed in the West Bank, another Israeli-controlled Palestinian territory. Humanitarian interests have been calling for a ceasefire. The UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres called for an immediate ceasefire during the UN Security Council on Tuesday. He said that Hamas's actions, quote, cannot justify the collective punishment of the Palestinian people. Even war has rules, unquote. Israel's UN Ambassador Gilad Erdan called for Guterres to resign due to his statements. Erdan later took to X, formerly known as Twitter, to say, quote, There is no place for a balanced approach. Hamas must be erased off the face of the planet, unquote. Ultimately, the UN Security Council affirmed Israel's right to defend itself. The Israeli government is preventing fuel and humanitarian aid from entering Gaza, citing that they believe Hamas will use the fuel to shoot rockets into Israel. The U.S. State Department spokesperson said Monday that the U.N. has no reports of signs that Hamas is taking humanitarian aid from civilians. On Friday, Hamas released two American hostages and on Monday released two Israeli hostages. On Monday, an Israeli official told CNN that Israel will not allow fuel into Gaza even if the hostages are released. Without fuel, Palestinians will have little to no access to water or electricity. Water pumps and generators that power hospitals will be halted. 
According to the Palestinian Health Ministry, 12 hospitals and 32 medical centers are out of operation after Israeli airstrikes and fuel depletion. Hamas said that the Indonesian hospital in northern Gaza has no electricity due to the fuel shortage. No trucks supplied with fuel have been allowed to cross the southern border shared with Egypt. There has been some hope for civilians as an Israeli Defense Force Lieutenant General said, quote, We will make sure there will be fuel in places where they need fuel to treat civilians, unquote. He failed to provide further details of how the IDF plans to do this. With no humanitarian aid entering the territory, hospitals are nearing collapse. According to the Palestinian Authority Health Ministry, they've been forced to operate at more than 150% capacity. According to a senior surgeon, the largest hospital in Gaza has only enough fuel to last a maximum of two days. The situation is expected to worsen without a ceasefire or any humanitarian aid. Thank you to CNN for the story. From WSUM, I'm Tydriana Antry. Thanks, Tydriana. Turning over to sports, here's Max Koppel with an update. Turning over to sports, here's Max Koppel with an update. Badger football was not only able to secure a win against Illinois in dramatic fashion, but was able to reclaim the top spot in the Big Ten West standings with their win against Illinois, 25-21. Iowa dropped their game to Minnesota 12-10. Offensive lineman Nolan Rucci identified himself as an eligible receiver on what would be the Badgers' last offensive play before Braden Locke found him uncovered for a three-yard touchdown. Number 3 Ohio State is up next for UW. Game time is 6.30 p.m. Paula Wilkins and her women's soccer crew continued their stellar season last week. The squad had been needing to get healthy, and with goal leader Emma Jaskinick returning against Maryland earlier in the week, the Badgers routed the Terrapins 3-0. Emma Jaskinick scored all three goals before halftime. They headed to Penn State on Sunday to take on the number 4-ranked Nittany Lions. In a cold and muddy game, UW prevailed 1-0 on a goal by Ashley Martinez. Keeper Aaron McKinney had five saves, and the Badgers were awarded the three-seed in the Big Ten tournament with the win. They'll face number 6 Rutgers on October 29th. Game time is TBA as of Tuesday. The men's cross-country team will host the Big Ten Championship on Friday, October 27th. They'll look to win their sixth straight conference title. Race time is 10.45 a.m. For WSEM Sports, I'm Max Koppel. Thanks, Max. Now onto the weather. We have an update from Kayla Dembeck. Good evening, and thank you for tuning into WSUM on this gorgeous fall day. Today's high was a toasty 76 degrees with mostly sunny skies and a strong breeze out of the southwest. As we head into the evening, there's a good chance that we'll see some showers and thunderstorms pop up, which will continue throughout the evening and into tomorrow morning. Tomorrow's high is 67 degrees with cloudy skies and a chance of precipitation throughout the day. Tomorrow night, our chance of precipitation continues with an 80% chance of showers after 1 a.m. Thursday looks like it's going to be a rainy day with a 90% chance of showers and thunderstorms all day long. The high will be 68 degrees with strong wind gusts out of the southwest. Friday, we'll once again see a slight chance of showers with mostly cloudy skies and the temperature falling to a high of only 55 degrees. On Saturday, you're going to want to bundle up for the football game because the high for that day will only reach about 49 degrees, which means by the time the game rolls around, our temperatures may be well into the 30s. Hope you all can enjoy the rest of this warm weather despite the rain. And once again, this is Kayla Dumbeck reporting for WSUM. We'd like to thank Channel 3000 for being our news partner and thank you for tuning in. 
From the WSUM News Booth, I'm Lexi Spevacek. Have a great evening, Madison.